Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. Let's bring in Mafia, our uh, fight insider, obviously. And Brian Cassiano joins us uh, every day to talk about uh, the MMA and boxing world. Uh, let's do Chandler Oliveira first at 262 this Saturday. A big card in Houston. Are you stoked for this one? I am absolutely stoked. I mean, we saw what Chandler did against Hooker in his first fight. Oliveira has kind of burst onto the scene, just dominated Tony Ferguson. You know, I'm disappointed it's not Poirier in the mix with one of these guys for the title because he's the one that really deserves it. But still, the way it's worked out, you know, you're still going to get a great fight between two guys that deserve to have a title shot right now and two guys that are just you know, two of the best in that lightweight division. You know, this is the future. Finally, we can move on. Finally, Dana has admitted his ex-lover is gone. He has to find a new girlfriend, and that's what he's going to do with this belt. Finally, we're giving up on Khabib and saying, all right, we're not going to hold up the whole division. We're going to start, you know, anew. And that's what we get here on Saturday, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great card. you got Ferguson on the card against Benil Dariush. That's an important fight as well. you got some other you know names that you know over the time. Kaitlyn Jukagin's big in her division. And of course, you got Barboza fighting. It's going to be a good card on Saturday. All right, so let's talk about Tony Ferguson. Uh, will he be the greatest lightweight to never win a belt? It's a distinct possibility. I mean, this guy had a 12-fight win streak. This guy was one of the, you know, the best in at least this era, maybe even one of the best, like you said, to never win a belt. He was incredible. Always kind of got to the top of the mountain, could never get over the top. And the big problem for him was injuries. He was supposed to fight Khabib like four or five times every time. Either he got hurt or Khabib got hurt. Some reason, some way, the fight never happened. And then now when he finally, you know, is at his healthiest, you know, Khabib's gone. And then all of a sudden he lost two fights in a row. So... He had all the way to the top. He can never quite make it because of injuries. He might be a guy that's, you know, just an incredible story of always being there but never getting to put on that belt. Let's talk about Diego Sanchez. What's he doing, a brain study? Yeah, it seems like he's actually, you know, maybe mending fences a little with the UFC. Him and his camp, you know, accuse the UFC of trying to sandbag him and, you know, just get rid of him and not worry about anything that's wrong with him. When, of course, they never told the UFC if there was anything wrong with him, according to the UFC. But now he's come out today and said, listen, he was talking to the UFC again and that they're, you know, have this study that they're funding that they want him to be a part of where they are, you know, getting him in this professional athlete brain health study. And, you know, we've heard a lot of these with, you know, NFL players and NHL players, you know, others, athletes with contact sports after they die where you donate the brain to check it out. Well, this is one that the UFC is funding in part where they're checking out, you know, guys now as they're still around checking their brain health. You know, seeing if there's an issue and seeing if there's something they can help him with. And, you know, while there's been a lot of things said and done over the last couple of weeks that make you wonder what's going on through Diego Sanchez's head, now it seems like him and the UFC are going to get him some, you know, look at here to make sure there isn't something going on that shouldn't be. And if there is, maybe he gets some help. All right. Dana's talking about Naganu Lewis 2 for this summer. 
Yeah, that's the one we've been floating around for a couple of weeks now, ever since the you know the communication and negotiations have broken down between them and John Jones. Now, Dana said that they're still talking to John Jones, one of his other guys. You know, one of the big higher-ups in the UFC has a good relationship with John, and they're talking. But so far, there hasn't been any progress made, and his demands are still too high. So they're going to focus on Nagano Lewis. They're not going to hold up Nagano and make him you know, hold his title defense back because John Jones wants a ton of money they're not going to give him. So they're going to say, all right, well, you know, they're going to do this, put Lewis in there. Maybe that gives them a little extra bargaining chip. Maybe that lowers John Jones' price because he sees they're not going to wait for him, that he can't hold up the division. And they're talking about maybe doing that as the second fight against Nagano, or maybe even he said, look, Stipe wants to come back. Stipe still got the drive. He is the heavyweight GOAT. John Jones is possibly the light heavyweight GOAT. Maybe we get them in the mix in you know, this, the fall or late summer and have them two fight each other. That's also being talked about now as well. I want to watch Nagano Lewis, and then I want to watch Nagano Jones, and I don't want to go back to the well again with Stipe. That's all they ever do is these two and three, the trilogy. I just can't take it. We welcome in our radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 204, our satellite partners, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California, yeah, yeah, and then Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline USA, and Armed Forces Radio. Hoorah, soldier. Hoorah. It's for all coast to coast. We're talking the fight game with Mafia, Brian Ciano. All right. So uh, Dana says he's not sure that Nick Diaz and a comeback from him is in the cards. What's your problem here? I thought the guy wanted to fight. Well, that's what he claimed. But apparently Dana, after talking to him, says he's not sure if his head and you know, his heart's really in it. And I'm not surprised to hear him say that. I mean, listen, this is a guy who – Smoked weed so much when it was, you know, really bad and suspended by the UFC that it got him a five-year ban. Now that was knocked down to 18 months, and still he hasn't fought in like three years after that because that was from his, you know, 2016 fight or 2015 fight, I think even. So, you know, the guy hasn't fought in six years. He's 37 years old. I'm not surprised that he's questioning if he has the heart and desire to fight because the guy's been out forever. So uh, Eddie Hearn says the Joshua Fury fight is going to happen in Saudi Arabia in August, either the 7th or 14th. Do you think they're actually going to do it? I'm hoping so, but you know what? I'm, I'm not, you know, completely sold on what he says here because throughout all these negotiations, it's been Hearn saying, this is done deal. We're going to get this done. It's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Bob Aram comes around and says, no, no, the world's falling. He plays chicken little and says, everything's wrong. We're never going to get this. So I don't know what's going on here. Hearn's been the steady saying we're going to get this. So I like that he's saying it's happening, but I'm going to wait till we hear from Bob Aram before I completely believe it. What's the deal with Rumble Johnson and identity theft? Apparently, two years ago, uh, he used someone else's credit card to buy a you know plane ticket from, I think it was Florida to Newark, New Jersey. And it happened two years ago. But now you're saying, well, why is he getting arrested now? Well, because it happened and it was reported to the police in Connecticut. So obviously, being a guy who's not from Connecticut, Rumble Johnson's been in Florida, training forever, lived down there, came back to Connecticut for this fight in Bellator. And guess who was waiting for him after he got done with this fight? The police in Connecticut, he was arrested for this charge. He's out on bail. We'll see if anything sticks or what happens from here on out, though. But he was arrested. Wow. All right, Mafia, good stuff. We'll look forward to Chandler Oliveira all week. Uh, coming up, Rick Haro, our sports business legal and hot dog insider on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Caro is our sports business and legal insider, hot dog insider as well from Harvard. He is in Worcester, Mass, down by the water, uh, where they keep all the boats uh, at a minor league ballpark they've opened up. Very expensive ballpark. How are the hot dogs there, Rick? Hot dogs are really good, especially because they're free at the reception today. Uh, Food amazing. Most expensive stadium in minor league history, $157 million dollars. 60 from the state, uh, 100 million from city credit. Bottom line is Larry Lucchino, remember, who did Fenway Park and Camden Yards and Petco Park, did it again. State of Rhode Island called their bluff. Remember, these used to be the Pawtucket Red Sox. Now, three years later, opening this ballpark, which will revolutionize Worcester, Mass. By the way, guess who sang the national anthem? James Taylor. Who? Unbelievable. James Taylor, wow. my hero. Uh, My other hero luminaries today. there include Louis Tiant, Pedro Martinez, Bob Cousy, and Worcester hometown hero and hitting coach for the Boston Red Sox, Rich Gedman. Wow, that's quite a list. Uh, I have a, a fraternity brother from Worcester. I wonder if he's at the game today. I bet he is if he's anybody important, although it's 25% capacity. Although rumor has it, it'll be 100% capacity in August, like a lot of places are having. And the governor wouldn't confirm or deny, but he smiled. Uh, By the way, Rick, it looks like there's a liquor cabinet over your shoulder. (laughs) Hey, Carvassier, we got, this this is for the victory party. This was probably left over from the Red Sox last World Series. Larry probably brought it over for Boston. But the problem is, it's a liquor cabinet, emphasis locked liquor cabinet i've been in here for half hour preparing i'm gonna take a couple hats but i can't take any liquor sorry it looks like the last time rick was near me in a cage at the police office uh, when he was getting me out of jail in boston one night after getting in a fight with a pr guy from fox sports at least i swung high uh and i had to get hard to get me out of jail i'm just kidding about all that by the way i thought it would go yes you are I've never been in jail, nor do I plan on going to jail. Jerry Jones and the boys are still Forbes' annual top most valuable rated team in the history of the world. Yeah, but let me tell you what it means. It means a couple things. First of all, they are at 5.7 million. Yankees at 5.4. You have the the, um, the Yankees 5.2. Knicks at 5. FC Barcelona, Real Madrid in the fours. But they're clearly in the top properties. The Dodgers at 16, you don't have to be a winner to be the top, but it sure doesn't hurt. Here's the trend. The Forbes analysis says an 11% increase from last year's rankings, even with the pandemic. Average franchise value, $3.43 billion. That's a lot of money. How are the Dodgers only worth $3.5 billion? Yeah, well, the problem is, you know, they're not in the New York market, and clearly... The Knicks at five, the Yankees at 5.25. It just proves, especially with Knicks, although they're playing better, you don't have to be really good or win a championship. You just have to be in Gotham. 
Well, I just don't uh, understand that. Los Angeles is the next best thing when it comes to money and entertainment. Uh, you're kidding that they're that far down the list. That's amazing. The NFL added to its vaccination efforts last week. They've offered free tickets to Super Bowl 56. 50 of those tickets for lucky fans, and they're spreading them out. Look, this is part of the whole world we live in right now. Have separate sections. We'll talk about that for vaccination. Commit to vaccinations as a PR campaign from sports. And then give out awards. Give out free tickets. Give out uh, season tickets. And make it fashionable and economic to have vaccines so you can open up. People are talking about this facility opening up pretty quick, as we said. A lot of others around the country. Why? Because they're having awards for people to get vaccines. That's the way things are going right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Yankees and Mets on the 19th are going to open up vaccination sections. I think by the time the Astros play the Dodgers on August 3rd in that revenge game at Chavez Ravine, it'll be 100% capacity. Yeah, and remember the Yankee-Astro game last week, everybody came down from their suites to make it look like their tops of garbage cans. They had, what, 10,000 people there because of capacity? It sounded like 110,000 people there. So a combination of intense fans, committed fans, vaccinated sections, everything opening up, and sports looks really good today. Roadmap to restart for sports and entertainment venues, the Foley and Lardner event that you hosted. How'd that go? Well, it's actually this week and then every second Wednesday. So tomorrow we have that comeback event. Larry Lucchino, who is here, will do it with me here from Worcester. We also have Peter Luco, who, by the way, is part of the Oakview Group that's opening up that Climate Pledge Arena for the Seattle Kraken, which just paid their final installment as well. Al Guido, the president of the San Francisco 49ers, Amy Latimer, the head of Delaware North, TD Garden. It's a big event, and we have a, a document called the Tracker, where every state's regulations about opening are being released and discussed. They're going to change every week, but we're going to start this process now to keep people informed so they're getting ready for the marketing and the legal implications of letting 25% back, 50% back, and then ultimately by the summer, 100% back. Uh, what about golf, a super league? I'm getting sick of hearing about these super leagues. Yeah, well, a lot of people are. Look at what happened to the Premier League, right? That lasted, what, for three days? So Dustin Johnson and others and the people that organized it gave Jay Monahan a copy of the letter, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, before it went out. What he did is he called a special players-only meeting at Wells Fargo this last weekend and said, if you think about this, this league, we will immediately suspend your playing privileges. So he's playing hardball. And just like that old Super League concept with Greg Norman that became the WGC, something might happen here, but it's not going to be of the scale that the players want. How about the Corn Ferry Tour upping in their purses? A million bucks. It's good to see that the revenue is coming back and it comes back from television rights, and slowly it goes back to the event. They recoup some of the dollars they lost last year, and then they start giving money to the players. That's the big tour, as we know. That's the proving ground for players to be on the regular tour, and a million-dollar prize money at these events certainly doesn't hurt. The Seattle Kraken made their final payment to join the NHL. $650 million. I'd love to see that check. As I just told you, the Oakview Group dealing with Climate Pledge Arena. That's that Amazon-sponsored Jeff Bezos Arena. And they're all talking about 
protecting players. But now they're members of the league. They can trade. Remember when the, uh, the uh, Penguins gave up your goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury, to the Knights before the draft? Well, the expansion draft this year will be July 21. So we'll see what happens. How about Microsoft and Sony Gaming? How much money uh, that's brought those companies? Well, look at the numbers. Microsoft's revenue, $41 billion in the fiscal third quarter 2021, its best quarter in four years. PlayStation 5 flying off the shelves since its launch, 7.8 million units sold, the company's strongest console ever. Between Microsoft and Sony, gaming, the uh, fantasy, and other opportunities and video, that means big money for everybody. So esports is, and I respectfully have a minute, uh, esports is making a, a huge comeback after a tough 2020 with COVID. Only 474 million fans and esports getting bigger than ever. We think it'll be an Olympic event in the 20s. And we also think it's going to be very significant to continue the market cap of the company support esports. Uh, you know, half a, half a billion is a lot of fans. So, uh, respectfully, 30 seconds, Twitch is going to be involved in the Olympics. Yeah, interactive content around the Olympic Games. Sports Business Journal says the opening ceremony, the torch, all of the kinds of highlight shows, Twitch is going to be involved in specific sports. First time ever, they are launching, streaming, streaming, more streaming. Everybody understands how important that is, and the Olympics will be the showcase. All right, Rick, don't get too drunk at the minor league ballpark in Worcester. I'll see you tonight on the bench. I'm going to get Louis Tian's autograph right now. Sweet. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, it's time to bring in Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider. You can catch him every Tuesday and Friday on Coast to Coast on Sports Grid. Uh, he does a great job. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Uh, we'll start with uh, Tim Tebow. Boy, has this caused a stir. Uh, where do we begin? Because, uh, you know, I don't – it's like a birthday, I said earlier. It comes around once a year with the Kaepernick stuff. Uh, I just don't – I can't take it anymore. This has nothing to do with him. This has to do with uh, Urban Meyer and Tebow. And frankly, McDaniels uh, was the guy that originally uh, drafted him, if you remember. I have a hard time believing he makes the team. All right. First of all, they haven't signed him yet, number one. So as soon as this rumor got out, I checked into it. In terms of 
what, where would you play him? How would you play him? First of all, uh, the personal people I spoke to who have been in the league a long time do not believe he'll be a natural tight end. He's not big enough physically. Under six foot three. Despite what people think, he's not very athletic. He doesn't. He's not athletic in his movement. He's not a great athlete. But, yes, he played football. He's played baseball. I understand that. But as a high-level athlete, he's not. He's not that natural. Yeah, he could run, but he, he he's not a natural mover. So he uh, the people I spoke to think he'll be more of an H-back, not a tight end. Not He'll be – you might line him up in the slot uh, to, to see if he can beat a linebacker. It's not going to be easy for him learning a position. And don't forget, he turns 34 soon, okay? This guy's not played an NFL game since 2012. He was with last uh, – Philly in 2015 with uh, – Chip Kelly and the Eagles and Kelly had personnel control. He caught him. He had no chance to make the team then. And I'm I'm agreeing with you. Tim Tebow at this point, it, to me, it's more the spectacle of it. And I think that's what you're alluding to. Think about it. Urban Meyer's back. Urban Meyer would be back with him. This is the guy who coached him for his four years at at Florida. You're an hour and a half about, or actually under, uh, from Gainesville, Jacksonville to Gainesville. Okay, these guys would be reunited, but he's trying to learn a new position at 34 years old, and he's not as athletic. I'm telling you, that's the way people look at it in the National Football League. So I agree with your assessment. It is a major long shot if they do sign him that he'd make the roster. Now, one other thing I would add, it just so happens on offense, tight end is the weakest position. Listen, uh, the guy, everywhere he was, it was a disaster. And uh, and in baseball, it was even worse. And now all of a sudden, uh, all these years later, he's going to come and make an NFL team out of nowhere, like falling out of the sky. It's not happening. I think the whole thing's a ruse. It, it's not. He's not making anything. I, I'll believe that when I see it. Let's talk about tomorrow, which is really yeah. the worst day of the year, I believe, because here's why. Let me explain. Every year they come out with the NFL schedules, and here's what happens with the Eagle fans and Steeler fans or Browns fans or whoever. Here we go. I'm going to do my perfect impression of it. All right. Win, 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 loss, win, win, loss, win, loss, win, 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 loss, win. Uh, 12 and 5 playoff Super Bowl. I mean, we got this all in a bag. Uh, win, 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 loss, win. <laughs> Everyone thinks when they see the schedule, they know what the team's going to do. I don't know what's worse. Listening to people give me win total predictions or people telling me uh, what teams are going to win which games every Sunday when we already know that the NFL on Sundays is the most impossible thing to win on the face of the earth. Winning a game, let alone predicting who's going to win every single game. I hate schedule release day. <laughs> all right, Phil, first of all, we already know who's playing each other of the 17 games. That's already been decided. It's when you play them. Are you playing your your favorite team or against your favorite team? What time of year are you doing it? Now, the big thing is prime time. This is what it's all about. Every year there's a darling. Remember three years ago, uh, the, the Browns were, they got to think, well, like five prime time games and they fell on their face. Now, last year they got three. They were the surprise of the season. No one saw them being a playoff team. They were on primetime three times. The Bills took a big step. They're on primetime three times. The Cowboys, because Dak Prescott's injury, he's back. They were on. The, they were still on uh, primetime four times. Giants four times. Your Steelers only three times. Believe it or not, I think that changed the season. Ben Roethlisberger now two years away from that elbow uh, injury, and then the Buccaneers. Okay, the Buccaneer factor, the Brady factor. Last year, Brady goes to the Bucks. They come out of nowhere to be on primetime four times. You know the Chiefs love – the NFL loves offense. They'll be on it four – they were on it four times last year. And then Russell Wilson and the Seahawks five times. So 
that is what, look, the league loves offense. So that's what you're going to see going forward here. You're going to see when the schedule is announced tomorrow, you're going to see the usual teams like the Cowboys on it, Giants on it, no matter how bad they might be, although I think they'll be improved. But it's going to be those darling teams. Who are, who are going to be those darling teams this year? Um, it's going to be the teams with the quarterbacks. You know it. I'm expecting the Bills to make a, make a jump from three to around five games at least. I think the Bills deserve to be on national television uh, a bunch of times in prime time. And, uh, you know, on paper, the Giants are loaded, but they have stunk it up. So are you suggesting that the Steelers and Roethlisberger will be on uh, more or less? More than three times. They will be. The Giants got four last year. Steelers got to be close to five because they're a, they're a national team. It's all about what they call the national teams in the National Football League. And the thing, I remember talking to the league about the schedule over the years. They try to do a forecast after free agency is done, or the big part of it, obviously, in March. How good do they think these teams are going to be? You're not going to get it right because you're, you're doing guesswork. It's impossible to get it right in the spring. But you have to get an idea. Look, when, when Brady went to the Bucks, we all knew that they should be a playoff team. Do we know they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. Well, the, the league did a smart thing giving them four primetime games. But here are the challenges. What do the Saints get? No Drew Brees. The quarterback job is open. They had four primetime games last year. What does the league do about the Aaron Rodgers situation that just popped up in the last two weeks? They had six, a league-high six primetime games last season. Will they get four this year? Okay. Now, then there's some of the, the teams I think could be the darlings this season. Matthew Stafford, as you know, traded from the Lions to the Rams. The Rams are an L.A. team. That's a top media market. They ought to get they ought to get a lot of primetime games. Now, they got five last season, which was a lot. Now, what do you do with the new quarterbacks? Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, first pick overall. They only had one last season. Carson Wentz traded from the Eagles to the Colts. They only had one last season. Now, the Jets, they had two primetime games last season. They got the second pick overall. There's always a curiosity, Pharrell, with teams that have changes in coaches. We mentioned Urban Meyer earlier. Okay, they got the first pick overall. And Trevor Lawrence will be... Sort of a fascination with that. There'll be a fascination with, with Zach Wilson. And there'll be a fascination with Stafford and obviously Carson Wentz. So those teams should get more than they normally would get, particularly the teams that, like the Colts and the Jaguars and the Jets, that don't get very many. But the ones that I think are fascinating are the Packers with Rodgers and the Saints with no Drew Brees going forward. Yeah, and I want to watch Trevor Lawrence about once. Uh, It's okay with me because I still think that team's going to stink. I want to watch. I think the NFL will shove the Rams down our throats because they're having the Super Bowl at SoFi. Oh, yeah, and look, again, that trade, uh, Matthew Stafford is going to make them better. That's the belief around the league because last year, looking at the Rams, they just were not running their pass game like they normally would. They didn't ask Goff to do everything they normally would with a guy like Stafford. And Stafford now... A perfect marriage with Sean McVay, the head coach and the play caller. That is going to be one of the teams to watch this season. And you talked about it. Rams had five five primetime games last season, whether it was Monday night, Thursday night, or Sunday night. They're going to get a lot this year. You could count on that. They're going to show the Chiefs, and they're going to show Tom Brady as much as possible. Now, tell me what's the latest on Aaron Rodgers. Have they offered him the most money in the NFL for quarterbacks, and are they going to resolve their little marital dispute? All right, here's the issue with Rodgers. It's not the money. It's the structure of the contract, when the Packers could get out of it. Jordan Love is the issue here in terms of 
This is a guy they drafted in the first round. They shocked everyone. No one saw that coming, okay? I don't think Rodgers did either. And this is very similar to 2005 when, when Rodgers was drafted 24th overall. That situation, though, the Packers were not playing on drafting a quarterback. He just dropped there, and he was the best player on the board, and they drafted him. But this situation here is interesting because the Packers have a willingness to extend his contract. It's the structure and when they can get out of it because they are not, at this point, willing to say that, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter for the rest of his career. They're not willing to do that by structure. If you could get out of this contract in two years, you're not making a commitment. I don't care if you give the guy a 10-year contract. If you could get out of the contract in two years, that's just not a commitment. They need to sign this guy through 2024 uh, with a structure through 2024. You could go to 2026 or 27. They they cannot get out of this contract through 2024 if it's a real contract. They can give them all, all this guaranteed money up front. It doesn't matter if you go walk away from the contract. And that's that. In essence, Pharrell, is the issue with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offer, as I understand it. There's just the Packers have not shown the willingness to structure a contract that they cannot walk away from. And until that happens, you're just going to be at loggerheads. Plus, he's got so much animosity. You know, I told that story last week about how unhappy he was last season. This is a guy who holds grudges, man. I'm telling you. I mean, it's it's just getting ridiculous to me. I, I have just over a minute, respectfully. What is happening with Deshaun Watson, who's fallen off the face of the earth all of a sudden? Look, t- I'll, I'll tell you this. Teams around the National Football League are still monitoring this situation. You've got the allegations, and that's where it stands. The Texans have not said anything other than the statements that they released several weeks ago. Teams like the Eagles and others are still monitoring the situation, and we'll see that where this goes. Um, the, the the key part about this is, does Deshaun Watson show up to their mandatory camp in middle of June? If he does, listen, that that's a sign that he wants to play there because he is he's lost leverage here. By the way, in being asked to be traded, he has no leverage anymore. It, it's now the leverage is in the Texans and what they do with them, and the league. By the way, is that they they have invest they're investigating the situation, so keep an eye on that as well. I mean, that is absolutely crazy what's happened with that guy. Uh, I can't wait to see how that all plays out and the Rodgers, how it plays out. All right, Adam, great stuff. We'll catch up again on Friday. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you then. You got it. Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know that if Rodgers is not going to play for the Packers, if that happens, if that comes to fruition, you know the next guy out will be Devontae Adams. 
Oh, no, no doubt about it. I agree 100%. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, he's going to be right behind him out the door. Here is Devontae Adams yesterday on Fox Sports Radio saying, obviously, I'd probably leave Green Bay if Aaron left. Here's Devontae. Uh, potentially, potentially. I mean, it, that's my guy. That's the, the only guy that I've had, um, you know, other than that um, 2017 season when he got hurt. It's the, it's the only guy that I played with. And, um, you know, we built up a, a special connection over the years that has made it, you know, put us both in really good positions in our career. Um, you know, not that he needed me to come along for it because he was already in that spot, but we established a lot together. So it would change a lot. And, man, um, you know, doesn't mean potentially I'd be gone, but um, you know, I, I definitely have to do some extra thinking if, if my guy wasn't here. I'll be honest with you. I think if he leaves uh, Rodgers, I think the whole team's going to want to leave. I mean, th- that place is going to go down the toilet uh, in terms of their uh, – they're going to go back to being terrible. Count on that. So everyone that's on that team is going to want out. It's going to be a, a bloodletting. They better fix it. I mean, I don't agree with – Adam, in the sense that it's not about money. In this world that we live in today, you can talk about cancel culture and all this other nonsense. Here's what everything's about. Money. Everything's about money. Everything is about money. Everything. Everything is about money. Everything. Everything. Does that cover it, Carter? I I think you covered it. There's no doubt. I I just wonder... how long it's going to drag out like that to me is just the thing right now. I feel like we're going to have months of getting thoughts from every single person who's ever walked by Aaron Rodgers in the green Bay organization, getting their thoughts on what Aaron's going to do. This thing is not ending anytime soon. And that's going to be the real painful part of all of it. We love Matt Nagy. Of course, the Chicago bears head coach. We play him a lot here on coast to coast always has fun things to say. Here he is yesterday, Ross Tucker podcast, and he embraces, Scotty, that's right, embraces being on the hot seat, not worried about it yeah. at all. Here's, here's yeah, sure. Maggie. Here's when you Maggie. take sure. this position, one of 32 positions in the NFL like I did, it, it's never all peaches and cream and rosy. There's always going to be times where you hit some adversity and you, make it fun um, of peaches you and get cream, challenged. Right? And, and people, not everybody's going to like you. And people are going to disagree with things that you do and things that you say. Um, but I go back to the core of who I am and the people that have surrounded me and supported me from day one and just kind of like you and I were just talking about no one. and I rely on that. And, and, and I, I completely understand that in this business, there's a lot of people that have been in my situation, but now it's all about how do you handle it? You know, do you start placing blame? Do you start looking for different reasons yes. as to why you're in this position or you just, you know, knuckle up and say, let's go, man, let's stay positive. Let's stay together. Yeah. And then get fired. That's, That's what good. happens with guys like you. I mean, honestly, you haven't gotten it done. That's all there is to it. And your name is right on the door. Uh, you and, and uh, Pace, right on the door. It's called follow him to the car because you're leaving together. We're going to save money on the exit. We're going to get you both out to the airport in the same Uber. Let's go. Uh, come on. You got to give Matt a couple years to develop Justin Fields now. I just gave him a new quarterback. He can't get it right in six months. He's got to get a couple years to develop that kid. Come yeah, on. Let now. me tell you something. Hold on. You, you, you play Andy Dalton, and then uh, you play this guy, Foles. If you play either of them before this other guy, they're going to play Dalton. What's going to happen is they're going to lose. And then yeah. if he doesn't put Fields in there by week four, he's getting fired. 
Yeah, and they're going to lose so much that the Giants are going to have a top five pick in the draft because of it. Uh, NFL schedule comes out tomorrow. You and Adam were talking about it. The Falcons and the Jaguars reportedly. That's a win. That's a win. That's a loss. That's a loss. The Falcons and the Jags are reportedly scheduled to host the London games this year. So we're going back across the pond for the 2021 season. London games. Get excited. Uh, I'm excited Sports about Grid's this. going to send us uh, to the London games. And uh, I got a note uh, that we're going to go to the SoFi Super Bowl as well. We'll be everywhere Let's this go. year. Screw COVID. Let's go. Strap it in. By the way, tell you. here's a news flash for him. I only fly uh, business class or first. Can't yes. sit in coach. I got a temper problem. Carver High will explain it to you. If I sit in coach yeah. ever, I get in fist fights. Uh, another place where I want to be. How about the nightclub in the end zone at Allegiant Stadium? Uh, Win is putting up a nightclub Scrubbers. over there. Uh, so we don't need the game. Uh, we'll just go hang out over there. Gronk is open boxing after his NFL retirement. Who isn't these days? You talked with Adam about Tebow and the Jags. Nobody's happy. DeAndre Hopkins going to launch a cereal. Proceeds to benefit the wide receivers charity. Governor Murphy in New Jersey. We like him. Pretty good chance of full capacity at MetLife this fall. So that's nice. The governor says we could have 100%. Have you ever seen anything uh, like that guy's teeth? Honestly, his teeth are fantastic. When he smiles, (laughs) have you ever seen him? He's like. Yes. The good governor, Phil Murphy right there. We go to (laughs) hockey now. A lot going on in hockey today. Uh, Last night, Bruins beat the Islanders 3-2 in overtime. And we are now set in the East. The Islanders will play the Penguins. In the first round, the Capitals will play the Bruins. Yes, Isles and Benz. Capitals and Bruins will start on Saturday night. Uh, Not official yet, but hearing the Islanders and the Penguins will start Sunday afternoon. The Avalanche beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1 last night. Interesting thing about this game, Vegas only played with 15 skaters, 10 forwards and 5 defensemen. They had a bunch of injuries, and because they're basically, you know, 5 cents below the cap, uh, they couldn't make the appropriate roster moves to get guys on the team. So they had to play with 15 guys. They lose 2-1. to one. Played well, but didn't get it done. Now the Avalanche can still win that division and the President's Trophy if they win their last two games against the Kings. So that's what that loss did for Vegas last night. They can lose the division now and have to play Minnesota in the first round instead of St. Louis. So we'll see what happens with Colorado over these two games this week against L.A. But Peter DeBoer, Scotty, was not really in a talkative mood after losing that game to Colorado. He didn't want to talk about negatives, including to our very own Sports Grid Radio's Brian Blessing. He was at the wrath of Peter DeBoer last night, too. Here's Coach. Our boy Bless. kind of talked about it, but one shot in the final 10 minutes, I'm wondering, did you think the guys kind of hit a wall physically, or was it just Colorado making some adjustments and making good plays? No, I I don't know. You know what? If you you guys want to talk about negatives tonight, you go ahead. I, I don't have any for you. Next question goes to Brian Blessing, the Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hi, Brian. Hey, Pete, uh, the, the little things do make a difference, though. On Comfer's goal, it seemed like uh, maybe you got caught on a line change and we're chasing the play there a little bit. Next question. Next question. 
but listen, I love Next Brian question. Blessing. He's great. They got to give uh, Sports Grid some juice there, though. Uh, Peter DeBoer. How about I'm bored to death with Peter? How's that sound? Like, this guy, are you kidding me? Like, like, And they'll give him all the credit that Vegas is good in hockey. Yeah. And let me tell you something else. He, he, has, he has very little to do with how good they are. They're, they're good because no. of talent and depth. And let me tell you something else. Uh, that stupid uh, president's trophy, it is yeah. like cancer. Useless. I don't want anything to do Useless. with that thing. That thing is the kiss of death. Go ahead and have the best record in hockey and watch what happens to you. Your wife will cheat on you. I mean, I'm telling is- you, that thing is bad <laughs> luck. I mean, karma will bite you in the ass. You win that stupid trophy, don't even look at it, let alone touch it. Which is precisely why the Carolina Hurricanes lost 5 nothing to the Predators last night. Uh, they were in the, in the mix for the President's Trophy. They're not going to get it now. Uh, they will meet the Predators in the first Speedos. round. So that's a first-round matchup in the Central. The other first-round matchup in the Central, the Panthers and the Lightning. Florida beats them 4 nothing last night. They will now have home ice against the defending cup champs in the first round. But Tampa coach John Cooper doesn't really care about that. He's not worried about home ice. We're playing the te- a team right down the road. And so it, you know, travel's really not an issue. Both teams are on the same playing field. And, um, you know, I've been a part of playoff series that we've won when we've had home ice. And I've been a part of playoff series that we've lost when we've had home ice. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's not a big deal to Spit us. Spit it out. We know what we have to do to, to win a series. And, I don't think it's going to come down to whatever team has home ice advantage. Um, you know, the players will lock horns and, and when the puck's dropped and we go from there. I'll tell you what, he's right. It's simple. Uh, the teams that went on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs win the Stanley Cup. And I'll tell you another thing. I've been in that uh, Sunrise Panthers building a million times and it is – of no advantage at all whatsoever. I've never seen them have any kind of an advantage over anyone in that building. I mean, honestly, I've been there. I've never seen it once. The only advantage is it's right across the street from the mall. You can get a good dinner. Honestly, there's nothing else there. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's at a mall, okay? So, like, let's not talk about some kind of great home ice. What have the Panthers ever done? Ever. Now, I love Goldie on ice and Randy Muller, but there are no advantages to playing in Sunrise other than when you walk into the arena, there are palm trees everywhere, and that is kick ass. You can wear shorts to the game. That's about the only advantage you got uh, by going down there to Sunrise. Right. Uh, and Tampa's going to get Tampa was going to get Kucherov and Stamkos back for that first round series against. There's the an advantage. Panthers. That's an advantage. Not home ice. That's an advantage. The Blues beat the Kings 2-1 in overtime. The Jets lose again. I think they've lost Boy, like they 14 stopped. of their last 15 games. They lost what like to three to one last. I have what no idea. They, they looked so great. I was touting them that they could beat Toronto in the playoffs, and then they haven't won a game in a month and a half. Uh, so I'm down on Winnipeg right now as we head into the playoffs. The Stars finished off their season with a 5-4 overtime win in Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, Pat Foley had to apologize uh, during the game on the air. He made a remark saying that if he had to travel with the team this year due to all the COVID restrictions, that he might have to put a bullet in his head. Uh, Foley said that on the air, so he had to apologize saying, I'm sorry. Yes, I know you love Pat. Go ahead. Pat Foley along with Dale Talon from the stadium in Chicago. It's the Hawks and Wings and 30 on BBM. (laughs) 
yes. Yeah. So Pat had to apologize for that. Uh, the longtime voice of the Chicago Blackhawks. The Canadians finally clinched a playoff spot. Took them three, three weeks. They lose four to three in overtime to the Oilers. The playoff field is set. These are your 16 teams. Now, there are a couple of, uh, you know, slots that have to be decided still with Vegas, Colorado, et cetera. But we know Pittsburgh Islanders, Washington, Boston, Carolina, Nashville, Florida, Tampa, Toronto and Edmonton are locked into the one and two in the north. So we have that. Uh, Jack Eichel, we do have time for this. We have to play Jack Eichel, Scotty, because he will not be a Buffalo Sabre next year. Uh, Of course, he did not play most of this year with the neck injury. He's not happy with how the Sabres handled his injury. Says that he has to look out for himself, and he's pretty blunt about it. My number one interest and my number one goal is is Jack Eichel. I mean... (laughs) You, know I mean? you gotta look after yourself you gotta look after what you think's best for yourself and you know the organization has a similar job to do but it's look after what's best for the buffalo sabers so uh yeah it was tough like he's out of there there's a little bit of uh things i guess maybe just haven't been very black and white <laughs> put, it, put it in perspective i think um we're all trying to educate ourselves in this situation <laughs> And what would be best moving forward and uh is to get the F out of there. Uh, yeah, there's been there's been some tough conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Get me the, the tough conversations. out of here. I hate it here. This place sucks <laughs> of losers. That, that boy was that obvious. There's only two games tonight. The Bruins are playing their entire AHL team against the Caps, and the Jets are gonna lose again to the Canucks. Only two games. Give me the Caps and Canucks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Carver, I got New Jersey number one in sports betting handle in March with $860 million. Bob Abbott tries to blame cancel culture on the horse doping scandal. Now he says a cream they used on the horse may be the problem. Here we go with the cream and clear. He was rubbing cream on the horse's ass and onions to get it ready for the race. Had no idea that it was filled with roids and juice and 21 milliliters of of fire hydrant. I mean, honestly, like, I can't get over uh, the excuses. They get better by the hour. I hope they just keep lying. Uh, He's in the three-hole for the Preakness, allegedly. Also, our boy Felix Taverna says, concert tour, run to the window. ESPN let go of Kenny Mayne in the worst television decision in the last 25 years. The funniest, most creative guy they have on their entire network, and they get rid of him. Nice job, you asshats. Cheyenne Woods, niece of Tiger and girlfriend of Aaron Hacks, excuse me, Hicks, wins 
the U.S. Open women's qualifier in New Jersey. Man City wins the Premier League today. The Euro start is one month from today. That's a soccer tournament with European teams, and they hate Americans. California state population declines for the first time. A naked man wrestles with the popo after a disturbance at a Little Rock hotel. I would have loved to have seen that on video. Studies suggest a link between illegal drug use and non-traditional sex. Uh, we like to call that backdoor. <laughs> Self-conscious Brits finally stop worrying about what people think of them at the age of 46. Screw you. I don't care what you think of me. Uh, J-Lo back with Ben Affleck. She reconnected with him before breaking up with A-Rod. That's what makes it juicy. Ben's better in bed than A-Rod. Conor McGregor says he's going to buy Man U. I think you're going to be short a few hundred million there, Skipper. And former Hawaii and NFL quarterback Cole Brennan was found dead, <laughs> unconscious and dead at 37. It does not get pleasant here at the end of the show, Carver High. No, but I, I think I didn't know Connor got that much from selling the whiskey. I mean, geez, I think he needs a little bit more. Cause sell a couple more whiskeys, Connor. Let's rub cream on our asses. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is the sport. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.